Hello, welcome back to the For Reals Though podcast with Amanda and Jessica. Hey, everybody. Hi, everybody. So we have a special guest today, and um, her name is Erin, and I'm super excited to have her on. After we did the episodes with my brother, Chad, on meditation, which if you have not listened to those, they're amazing, and I would definitely check those out. But we, my brother, Chad, had had come to Omaha this summer to visit from Australia. He's living in Australia, and we did um, some episodes with him, and it was just really insightful and eye-opening and very helpful. And after he was done with those episodes, he said, you have to have Erin on. She's awesome. And so we wanted to invite her on and, and have some more talks about this whole spiritual topics and meditation and all that. And so Erin, if you don't mind, can you just share a little bit about who you are, where where you live, maybe what you do right now, and then your journey, maybe meeting with Chad and your journey over the last 25 years. <laughs> yes, I'd be happy to. Um, super happy to be on the show. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Jessica. My name is Erin. I was born in Michigan, and I'm actually living back in Michigan right now. Moved back here nine months ago. Um, before that, I was living in Spain for the last 12 years. I have a daughter, uh, she was born in Spain, is fluent in uh, Catalan and Spanish and English. Um, readjusting to American culture, I haven't lived in the States for 20 years. So even though I'm American, um, yeah, it's a contrast. Like there's a lot of fast food restaurants here. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah and, so yeah, um, I met your brother, I met Chad in the late 90s. In fact, it was like 97, 98, I think. And he and I were both involved in a spiritual organization um, where we taught a meditation practice called Ascension, which on its own, I think is a brilliant meditation, super effortless, very powerful, very effective. However, um, you know, I, <laughs> it took me a long time, girls, but um, after 25 years of being involved in various manifestations of the organization, I realized, hang on a sec, this is like more like a church with a lot of rules um, around spirituality, et cetera. And um, yeah, so I, I left, I bolted about 18 months ago now. So I'm 46 years old and I feel like I'm starting a new life. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Uh, I bet that felt like you, when you make those big decisions like that to leave, whether it's a marriage or a church or whatever, whatever you're doing, that that's, that's definitely a rebuilding and a, it's, it takes a toll on you emotionally, but it's also a very empowering. What, what was that like for you? Definitely. I mean, it was, um, it, it, it was like my heart knew. And I think by the time my heart knew my actions and my, my physical steps um, were a bit behind, you know, I, I, I was involved for so, so long and, you know, really, really loved so many aspects of it, but my values no longer aligned anymore. And, and my values are, are love and truth and authenticity, which I know is one of the main cornerstones of this podcast is just authentic, real conversation. And I love that. Um, it's been amazing. And you're right, it has been empowering. It's been traumatic as well. You know, I've, I've lost a lot of people who used to be in my life. Um, but the horizon seems so huge now, like anything is possible. And I don't have to ask for permission from anybody to do anything, which is something as adult humans it's fascinating that we still allow ourselves to ask for permissions yeah i love that i mean i i mean chad's not here so i can't technically speak for him but i feel like he had that realization at some point along the way too um it, it was a different timeline for him but i think he i hate to speak for him but i feel like that was his experience as well and I'm sure you guys probably have maybe had that conversation or can relate to each other with that, that journey anyway. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So Erin, um, with your empowerment, your new empowerment, um, in your new life, um, what are you doing with it now? 
a great question. Um, so uh, we bought a house and I'm a first time homeowner, uh, which feels very exciting because I know when I pound a nail in the wall to hang a picture, I'm like, yeah, this is my wall and I can do whatever I want to it. Um, so yeah, we built, uh, we bought a house that was built in 1857. So it's an old one. And um, I've been spending some time renovating that and making it a bit more, yeah, a bit more eclectic, a bit more modern. That's been fun. Learned a lot about renovations. Um, on the side is a little side thing. I, I have an antique booth uh, where I sell vintage jewelry. And that is due to clearing out my aunt's hoarding estate, <laughs> which could be like a whole podcast on its own. That was crazy. Um, yeah. And, and then lastly, you know, I'm still very, very attracted in, to spirituality, to self-discovery, to awakening, to realizations. Um, and I think the main thing that I've learned and am still learning in this last year is bridging the gap between spirituality and humanity. And it's still a work in progress. It's a discovery in progress. Um, I would certainly be reticent and like have a warning bell go off if anyone ever said, I got it. Like, I've got all the answers. Like, this is the way that it is, blah, blah, blah. And um, man, I, I would run, I would run away. <laughs> so, and that's what I did. I, I ran, I ran away. I ran away from, from what was happening. Um, so I'm still interested in meditation. My husband and I conduct some online seminars at times. It's mostly him. I do a lot of the background admin work at the moment because I've just been self-exploring and kind of kind of hibernating in a way, like re, re Yeah, sometimes things. you have to take a step back and, and pause a little bit to figure out what direction you want to go. Mm -hmm. So when yeah. you say when you say bridging the gap between spirituality and humanity, can you elaborate on that? Like, can you tell me what that means to you? Yeah. So I think I think every human is spiritual. I think just some of us are more conscious of it or not. Um, and so, you know, for many, it's so easy to get caught in the rat race and to forget about the present moment, to forget about the underlying presence that holds everything. And I know that there's a zillion different names for it. I know some people would call it God. Some people would call it the universe. Uh, some people would just simply call it presence. And I think that's the word that I've been using a lot in the last couple of years is, is presence. And, you know, for me anyway, that that presence contains wholeness and, and fullness and also beautiful byproducts of peace and natural acceptance and and then of course love but not love as an emotion you know just love is like a state of being and so that's like the spiritual part and I also think that one of the easiest ways to discover more of that presence is through meditation is through like an eyes closed inner exploration modality um, whatever meditation one chooses so that's the, that's one side, right? But then we've got these human bodies, you know, and whether you're 5'2 or you're 5'10 or you're male or you're female or 12 years old or 72 years old, it's like we all have these human vessels and oh my God, all the stuff that goes along with it, like the thoughts, the emotions, the hormonal changes, the, the physical ailments, the, the rushes of like adrenaline or, or, I'm not good with the horn, like is it oxy, oxytocin, like the good feeling hormones. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, so there's, we've got these machines that just are doing their own thing a lot of the time and, um, and navigating, navigating that, you know, our reactions to, to different stimulations, you know, sometimes there's good reactions and sometimes it's like, we're reeling, you know, whether it was from a road rage incident or whatever. And I think, what has happened for me, girls, is getting more and more grounded, getting more and more in my body and not bypassing what the fuck is going on in my body to trade that off for some spiritual concept like, oh, everything's perfect or everything is just peace, love and joy. 
I love this, Erin. I love this so much. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, good. I, I need to pause. I need to take a drink. So please. <laughs> no, I, I have been, um, I've been battling per se with the spiritual by- bypassing, uh, for quite like, I'd say six months ago consciously. And I'm trying, you know, it started out as trying to understand the concept, understand what that even means. But then I started seeing it everywhere and experiencing it myself. And so and it's so tempting. It's so tempting to go there to just be like, oh, everything's good. Like, you know, and, and, you know, with the introduction of social media into your world, if you are involved in that at all. Oh, my gosh, it's like abundant over there. And um, and it allows you it's like it's like an excuse almost. It allows you not to explore deeper or to face the dark night of the soul or, you know, it allows you to just like, oh, I don't have to, uh, you know, and I I just really want you to ex- to expand on this because I think. I think it, spiritual bypassing is a concept that our reader, our listeners, readers, our listeners don't um, don't really understand completely yet. And I'm making huge assumptions here only because I didn't understand it for so long. Right. And so um, I think that it's such a new concept that's being talked about in only certain circles right now that I would love, Erin, for you to define it for us in your experience. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I'm I'm definitely not an expert. I'm I'm sure uh, I'm sure there's there's better descriptions and stuff. I just know, for example, one of the concepts, because there's a big difference between a concept and then an experience. You know, yes. one of the concepts yes. that was floating around um, was, unless you're experiencing peace, love, and joy, you're in your mind, you're in your head. And it's like, hang on a sec. <laughs> if somebody passes away we're also going to probably experience some grief you know if if we're dude stress exists stress exists in the world and to have this idea that we can live every single day in springtime where it's flowers and rainbows and butterflies all the time it's 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 misguided i think we're bound to be disappointed and that was me i was a spring and summer chaser i only wanted the good and I absolutely resisted the, the quote bad or the, the darkness, you know, and I, I wanted fairies and rainbows and all of that. And so anytime there was anything like sadness or pain or grief or loss or depression or ang- especially anxiety, it, it was um, there was a resistance to that. And so I think um, I think it's really important to tune into our bodies and to listen to the wisdom that they're trying to tell us. And I, I give one example, and then I wanna, I wanna see what you guys think about spiritual bypassing too. So with anxiety, um, I'm, I'm an adventurer. I'm, I'm spontaneous, like put me on any roller coaster, you know, whatever, I, I, I was never fearful. And then due to some traumas, and that's another buzzword that is really being explored in the yeah. last several years. I mean, dude, you've got spiritual bypassing, you've got trauma, you've got narcissists. Narcissism, yes. <laughs> A whole podcast on that for sure. <laughs> and um, love bombing and all these new terms, at least to me. And it's like, holy shit, like what rock have I been living under to not have been aware of all these different things? And with anxiety, I just, I see it as a gift. And when it comes up for people, I get it. Like we resist it. We're like, oh shit, like another, another anxious moment or another anxiety or, or even panic attack, which are brutal and scary. And I've come to realize that my anxiety that I have had, and I still say this with like a little ball in my throat, because I I don't like the experience. I don't like having anxiety. My preference is not to, but it's there as a gift and a teacher. And is there is almost like a washing machine because it shakes loose some dormant emotion that wanted to come out and heal every single fucking time. Every time the anxiety is this like movement and it shakes things up so that some emotion can release. That's my personal experience. I'm not a psychiatrist or a shrink or anything, but oh my God, it's, it's there to try to help us. 
Yeah, that's pretty a powerful way to think of that. Um, I think it's pretty. I think that's helpful for other people to hear that too. That experience those feelings because then that empowers you to work through them. Because the more you push things away, the more the panic attacks are going to happen because they need that stuff needs to get out. Yeah, I mean, let's start. Let's just start this. We're only 15 minutes in, but let's just start this talk with you are an expert, Aaron. You are your own expert, and therefore you are an expert. <laughs> we, you know, we could say that we're not experts, but I think that that's not like we want to empower everybody to feel like they're an expert in their own experience and their own life and their own journey. And we don't want an expert, but we purposely did this because we want humans like you to share their experience because that's what people relate to. Yes. And that's why we do this the way that we do it is because the self-proclaimed experts in things tend to be less, uh, you relatable, interesting. Yeah, same thing. Um, and they don't usually want to share their experience, their personal human experience. They would rather share their knowledge. Right. And we want real people, authentic, you know, experiences to share because our listeners are trying to connect. And this we're in a world right now where the connection is really hard because of all the social media, because of all the division that's going on politically connection is hard and so we that was what we very very started out with was we wanted people to be able to relate to other real people living in this world and having real people experiences and sharing that with them so they know they're not the only ones doing this and Erin just to let you know when we first started we had that same hesitation of Oh gosh, like if I, I bet I bet you when you speak, you're like, should I really be saying this or should I hold back? And now we've gotten more comfortable with our voices and using our voices to share. And I don't think we're there yet. We talked about this. We just went on a trip to Costa Rica together. And I, I think we're still on this pathway of like letting ourselves feel like we can share our journey and our true things because there's that hesitation there, like, ooh, what if this person hears it and what are they going to think or oh should I really be telling people that or should I hold it in and I think to be your most authentic self I mean obviously you don't have to share every little detail of your but you there is some beautiful things in being able to open up and share your true experience and your true feelings because that's when people really connect and relate and it's our own fears and our own insecurities that hold us back from doing that. But I love what you shared so far and I and I definitely relate to it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, um, what are your thoughts on that, Erin? Yeah, yeah, thanks girls. I'll, I'll take that on board for sure. You know, like I have experienced it, therefore like I do know what I'm talking about because I've I've tasted it and I felt it. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been teaching and doing this for 25 years. You have so much in insight and knowledge and things to share with the world. But when you do take these steps back, it does make you question, you know, what what do I what do I want to bring to the world and what do I want to share and how what direction do I want to go? And you're when you pause in that sense, it makes you hesitant to move for you know know what direction to move forward i've asked jessica i've been in this place this past year myself like where where am i at what do i what direction do i want to go and so i get it yeah and i i want to go back i want to go back to what you said some specific things that were really interesting that i want to bring back to the surface of this conversation so um you talked about the spring chaser, right? And this is what I meant when I said I'm seeing this constantly. It's becoming so apparent when I am in, in engaging with people um, or when I'm seeing their posts on, on social media, I, it jumps out at me. And I'm like, I can tell you who are the spring chasers, right? I can just tell you exactly who they are. And you're 100% correct in your description. I loved your description on how it went down for you because that's how I see it going down. I, I've experienced it myself, but I see how I see it going down for all these other people that I'm talking about um, in society as a whole. And I love that you used anxiety as your example, like your specific example, because that is what I see the most of is the anxiety situation. Um, but I do think that depression is a huge one that people avoid. Um, I think that uh, 
yeah. And so I was, I do divorce coaching, um, as one of my side gigs things. Um, it's just a strictly word of mouth thing. If somebody refers me to them, I'll do it for them. But, um, I was, I got a text at like seven o'clock this morning from one of my, my clients and she was telling me about a scenario where she, um, she was trying to insist on something with the opposing party. Um, and him using only one particular mode of communication. And what we discovered through the conversation is that she didn't want to use the mode that he was choosing because it gave her anxiety every time she saw a notification on that particular mode of communication. And I was like, ooh, I said, we got to explore this. I said, you get your journal out right now. We're going to talk about this. Like, you're going to talk about this with yourself and we're going to, you're going to tell me what you come up with on why you get anxiety from the notification from that particular app. I said, but the minute you can get this out on paper, because her mode is journaling right now. Um, the minute you get this out on paper and you can see it with your own eyes, then it's gone. It goes away and you are no longer bypassing that anxiety and trying to use a different mode of communication instead. And you're no longer insisting that you that you both use that new mode because you you want to bypass this feeling and instead you've faced it head on and boom, now it's gone. <laughs> and I love that. I see it. I see that all the time. And so I, I love your explanation um, so much. And so I want to know, you know, what is your mode of of not spiritually bypassing? What do you do to when you notice that you're doing it? To, to face it and get rid of it. Mm, yeah, I've got a few a few things that I found are are effective. Um, you know, one one is actually a, a herbal for the anxiety. It's a herbal supplement, and um, it's called ashwagandha, and I love it. It's just a great thing to kind of like de stress. But I I talk. You know, I find somebody whom I trust, and I will say, this is what I've got going on right now. Blah blah blah. And I like give it away that way. Mm, journaling yeah. as well. Journaling as well. I'll sit down and I'll write. And I usually sit by a rock um, on the river. And, you know, nature, I think, is, is huge. Um, nature also, I sometimes go out just with my bare feet. I make sure my feet are on the ground. Um, I will hug a tree. Um, I will just put my hands on the earth and, um, you know, connect. We're so fast and in like these concrete cities now and we, we just I think sometimes forget to connect with nature and um I think that it's the main thing is acceptance yes well yeah you have to you have to acknowledge right acknowledge it first then face it and explore it and then accept it right I totally agree with that so I wanted to, to bring up another thing um, that popped in my head when you were telling your your portion of this and how you um, your realization um, was that there is a in my opinion and I want Amanda to weigh in on this after I put this out here um, there is a fine line between um, avoiding spiritual bypassing avoiding facing something and building a boundary and purposefully mm. not going there right are you in agreement Aaron yeah 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 there's a difference there's a difference between boundary and purposeful boundary and spiritual bypassing and what I like to call avoidance right um and so Amanda I want to hear what you have to say about that okay you said boundary versus what avoiding the, the avoiding the spiritual bypassing the part where you're like oh I'm just gonna pretend like this doesn't exist and mm. chase the spring instead you know well I have so many things I want to say but I've been holding back because I really feel like this is about Aaron and not me but what I when you guys have been talking I'll just tell you guys that I am not immersed in this language so when you were saying that these these words bypass spiritual bypassing and spring, spring chasers all this stuff these are not terms that I'm aware of or have been using in my life but I feel like as you're talking that I started my life out as a spring chaser so I I've always I don't know if that was taught by others or learned or what and also just self-imposed 
but I felt like I always needed to be positive and look at the best in life and just constantly happy and make the most of every situation. And then in the last several years, I've on my own figured out that's not reality that so I feel like I've been on the same journey, but just (laughs) just on my own individual without knowing these terms or being a part of any community or even being aware that this was existing. But the reason why is because I I think that my journey is because of my special needs daughter. And it was like, you know, I got to be tough. I got to be strong. I got to yeah. like I, it was all like a just a functional thing of me being able to a coping a way of coping uh, with the really hard uh, hand I got dealt. So rather than letting myself fall under this like depression or sadness because of my life situation I was just like nope gonna make the best of this nope I gotta be you know and I gotta take care of her and she needs me and all these you know spring chaser thoughts right like everything's just gonna be good and and I'm gonna she I'm gonna help her and we're gonna get through this and I'm just gonna I'm gonna fight and I'm tough and all these like inner thoughts that I just told myself over the years and then when I started exploring over the last several years probably about four years ago I decided I wanted to help, you know, build, make a class and teach other special needs moms and create some content around this thing. I really reflected on my journey in life as a special needs parent. And I was like, you know, how did I survive all this time? And, and I also became aware in those moments that like, even though I felt, I didn't really love that people were just like, oh, this is just great. We're tough and we love our special needs kids when there's this also other side that really sucks. It sucks. It's hard. It's not fun. I don't like it. I wish it was different. And and so then it was like, you know what? That side is important too. Like, it's okay to love your child and go through all this really hard stuff and be positive, but it's also okay to admit that you have to take care of her and she's 25 and you still have to clean up her diaper and like days are hard and this is life and this is challenging. And so um, when I created my content, um, one of the things I came up with is what I like to call my vagals list instead of kegels. I call it my vagals. And so when you were speaking, Erin, a lot of the stuff that you use for coping is my vagals. And so the V stands for venting. So this is not a positivity list. This is literally like, what what have I done in my life to cope with this situation? And the biggest thing for me was these are my vagals and the venting and being able to talk and get it out, just like you said, like get this stuff off my chest, not keep it inside. The A for vagals is acceptance. Like I have to accept where I, what I, my, what life has dealt me. It doesn't mean I have to like it, but accepting it allows me to cope with it. And I could go on and on about each of these letters because I taught a course and I did a lesson on each of these. Um, but then the G for vagals is gratitude, just having gratitude. Like things could always be worse and appreciate like what I've been given and the things I have in life. L is for love and self love and just being reminding myself that I, I want to live and be loved, but I also deserve self-love. E is exercise, not just physical exercise, but mental exercise, whether that means being in nature and writing in the journal and exercising the mind and body. And then my last one is S, which is self-pity. And that never fits in with anybody else's spring chaser positivity, but it is okay to have self-pity and to sit around and say, I feel like I want to just cry for the next two two days and feel sorry for myself and immerse myself and bathe in all the suck and all the bad emotions. And and I don't have to feel guilty about that. I don't have to feel bad about it. But it's also not okay to linger in that forever. But I deserve to have those moments where I say, you know, I don't like this. I'm not okay with it. And and allow myself to feel those feels. And so anyway, I don't know if I answered your question, Jessica, but that's all my thoughts on everything you just said. And (laughs) and there you go. Yeah, I I'm so proud of you for seeing making the connection here because um yeah, because this is exactly your bagels are exactly what Aaron is talking about. But Aaron, I would love to hear your discernment on boundaries, purposeful boundaries versus spiritual bypassing. Okay, yeah, and I just want to give give an acknowledgement and shout out to to Amanda. That was amazing. Amazing. Thank you. And I think so many women especially can relate that we've got to almost like be a man, you know, like be strong and like steadfast and successful and, and forward moving and whatnot. And, and um, 
when sometimes we just want to put our feet up and say, you know what, I need a, I need a hug. I, I need a day off, especially as moms. So my God, I, I, I hope you put the vagals um, thing in the description so that people can know what the acronym is for. It's super, super, yeah. Okay, so um, your, your question, it was, um, it was the difference between uh, boundaries and, and what? And the spiritual bypassing, like how to know, how to know that you're actually setting purposeful, healthy boundaries instead of spiritually bypassing something. Okay. I think I understand the question. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's really important that everybody knows what they want. Um, you know, I mean, I mean the deep down like desires and, and everybody that I've ever asked, we, it all boils down to the same thing. We all want freedom, love, peace. Yeah. I mean, those are pretty much the top three. All the other stuff is details, whether it's the house, the, the, the dude, the, the chick, the car, like all that's like secondary. Um, people want peace, freedom, and love. And I think more and more people are aware that that does not exist on the outside. Um, you can meet some of the wealthiest people and they are still miserable. Yes. And it exists on the inside. And so sweet. How do, how do we get there? And it is, it's time for, it's taking time for self-reflection and self-inner exploration, taking those two days. And, and it doesn't matter. See, that's the thing. I don't think it matters what you're exploring necessarily. You're just exploring yourself. And if along the way there's, you know, one day there's a river, one day there's a tree, one day there's this positive emotion, one day there's this quote, what we would call a negative emotion. It's okay, but it's that exploration. So, okay, backing up it's important to know what we want. So if we want peace, freedom, and love, then I mean, I've always been a massive proponent to say, we got to go for it. Yeah. We've got to go for that with our heart, mind, body, and soul, and everything will line up to help support that. It doesn't mean that there won't be challenges. And I think it's the challenges that, um, that we can also resist, but it's also the challenges that I think can be some of the most growthful times. Um, and in the whole, um, uh, Amanda too, it, I made up spring chasers. I don't think it is the term. <laughs> I made that up. Um, oh no, but I love it. It's a perfect way to explain it. Yeah. I love I, it. Cool. Yeah. But, but I, you know, if, especially here in Michigan, we've got the four seasons, there is a winter, there's a winter when everything like slows down and rests and, and it, it gets cold and that part is necessary for the for the rebirth for the growth that happens in spring you know it's like winter is just as important as as spring and as summer and i think it's really important to my god to accept that um with the boundaries i don't think we're ever going to have useful boundaries unless we know ourselves on a pretty deep and intimate level otherwise we're going to let people take advantage of us we're going to be people pleasers we're going to look for validation and value and love on the outside, I, I would suspect. And so I think we've got to have a pretty high level of self-love and self-acceptance and self-worth in order to put in those, those useful boundaries. Exactly. That is exactly where I'm going with this, Erin. So I love that you said that because um, that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing people spiritually bypassing, but calling it boundaries. Does that make sense? Ah. And that's where I'm going with this is that I think people are using this new boundaries thing because that's another buzzword right now. Um, mm -hmm. I think they're using this boundaries as an excuse to spiritually bypass things, winter things in their lives that they don't want. They, they don't want to sit in. They don't want to sit in the winter. Um, and so they're like, nope, going to put a boundary there. I don't want to even deal with it. I'm not going to even address it. It doesn't exist. And they call it boundaries. And, um, and I, the only reason I know this is because when I watch it, but I also experienced it. I did it. I was doing that, um, and have done it and sometimes still catch myself doing it. I am definitely no expert on this whole spiritual bypassing thing yet either. <laughs> But I um, one of the things and Amanda knows this, uh, my whole entire family knows this, actually. One of the things that I love to do um, and I do it so well that it just comes natural to me is I watch people and I observe people and I take in 
and I ask questions. My daughter, my 17 year old daughter hates when she brings friends or boyfriends over because I ask questions nonstop and because I want to know. And as they're answering the answer, you know, answering the question that I asked them, I'm also observing that. Right. And so I notice so many things about individuals and people that most people don't notice. And that's how I pick up on the, you know, how this new trend is happening where people are saying, I don't I'm really uncomfortable with this. So I'm going to just say it's a boundary and I'm going to avoid it, you know? And, um, and so it's really, it's been really an interesting journey to watch this new thing happen and how it integrates with the spiritual bypassing that I'm, you know, exploring on my own for myself as well. Um, and so I would say just to, to go a little bit further in, um, the spiritual bypassing thing, my, my way to battle spiritual bypassing. And, and you can ask Amanda, this is true too. My number one is to talk to someone, but mm -hmm. only to the people who I trust, right? Mm -hmm. I have a small handful of um, women and men. My husband is the only man, but <laughs> the rest of the people, I have a small handful of people that I literally go straight to with whatever it is that I'm struggling with, whatever's triggered me, whatever um, I, I'm like all of a sudden have this major cognitive dissonance with that's just interrupting my life. Now, I need to practice more of a, I need to put this to the side for now because I really need to get this stuff done <laughs> because I allow things to just jump right in front and then I'm like, I gotta, I gotta face this right now. I gotta talk about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the people aren't always available, right? But I do have this small handful of people that I can trust, that I can depend on. And out of the small handful, at least somebody's going to answer their phone when I call them. <laughs> um, but that's my number one go-to. And then my next is journaling the same. Um, I love to journal, Erin. I wish that I was a meditator in the ways that you and Chad are you know, what I look at as experts in this, <laughs> but I am not there yet. And so my journaling is definitely my second go-to. And then my newest one is painting. Um, I just started, started painting, um, picked painting back up again, and it is so cathartic for me. It is so, um, it's so healing, um, but it allows me to explore my feelings silently, which is very unusual for Jessica to be silent. But it allows, <laughs> allows me to explore those feelings, those thoughts while I'm painting at the same time. And it is, it is a really amazing experience. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's how I cope with my dealing with my issues, um, in my spiritual bypassing scenarios that might come up. <laughs> Well, you also like to, you also like to be in nature too, and exercise and move your body and that kind of stuff. So I think you use that as a healthy way to cope with things too. Yeah, I mean the interesting thing is I have actually exercise and yoga and all of those things. I have started to realize that I that was kind of part of my spiritual bypassing, and I um, I'm having my own little. Um, little mini crisis about exercising and yoga and um, realizing that I was using those two things that are supposed to be wholesome, healthy activities for your body. I was using them as some sort of self-validation, some sort of competition with others almost. Um, and I've had to take some steps back. I have solidly not worked out or exercised for a full month, almost like a rehab for myself because I have been using exercise in a way that I should not have been using it. And I came to that realization about three weeks ago in some journaling that I was doing. And so, so yeah, I kind of am not re mentioning exercise right now because I'm kind of in a, I'm kind of in a, like a rehab state with that right now. Um, so yeah, that's a little tidbit. I haven't shared with anybody yet. <laughs> yeah, this is all news to me. Thoughts, Erin, what are your thoughts about this conversation so far? Yeah, I, I think it's great. I think it's um, re very relatable. And uh, and then one thing too, Jessica, I, unless I misunderstood you, I, I thought I heard you say that you needed to learn how to like put it aside and do some other things before you dealt with like what was coming up for you. Did I did I hear that right? Uh, yes. And I meant I meant it in a way that is like if I'm in the middle of working, right, I'm working, working for a client or I'm doing I have a deadline on something and something pops in. 
Sometimes I will put away important things like working or dealing with, you know, housework or something that needs to get done. And I prioritize something that I could probably set aside for maybe a couple more hours so I could get this thing done. It's like an ADHD thing. Like I'm like, oh, squirrel. <laughs> and, and I got I got to sometimes I sometimes I need to really like be better at that. <laughs> yeah, it, it consumes your thoughts and you can't. Let yes. It go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I mean, you know, I'm going to I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I, I don't know if I agree. I mean, if you've got something coming up. There's like some sort of stress that wants to heal and all of a sudden there's like an acknowledgement of it and you're starting to get some emotions or whatever and yes. you've got this time and space to, to 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 i mean i'm all about the present moment you've got time and space to deal with it in the moment that it's coming up yeah. i would say that takes precedence over like cleaning or i mean if you're in the middle of a client session you know you gotta finish the client session i get it um for that professionalism i suppose but I don't know. I, I like that you would just like drop everything to deal with what was arising in the moment and call that friend or talk to to your man or whatever. I think that's yeah. I think that's yeah, amazing. I've, yeah, I think you have gotten more better at that. And so I think and that's not that's new to you. Like I don't. I think you used to just suppress it all and just deal with it on your own. So I think you just got to own that and do what you're doing because I think it's working for you. I know. I, I have guilt around it, obviously, and I also feel like okay, that's. It is. It, I do do it. I practice it. Stop. I drop everything, no matter what I'm in, and I do feel that in the present moment, and I explore it, right? But then at the same time, sometimes it puts me in a time crunch later on for work because I do have a deadline, and I didn't work on the deadline or you know the work that I was supposed to be doing. So then I'm in like this total stress mode later on because I chose to work on my emotional thing that came up instead. <laughs> So that's basically what I mean. But you're right. I have to deal with these things in the moment and it does feel good to get it done and get it off my chest. And I do work better later because I because I released it. Yes. OK. All right. I like that, Aaron. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So I, what I was going to say, though, Jessica, after you're talking about the boundaries and avoiding things is that it kind of goes along with everything else in our society right now because like everything has just gone so extreme. So I feel like when we were growing up and our parents, there was, there was very little boundaries. We were expected to just be okay with things. And like, we didn't, weren't taught to have boundaries and like we didn't have the, just the ability to avoid things or like, it was just like, no, you have to go talk to your uncle. You have to go do this. Or, you know, you, it was just bending over backwards for everybody with very little boundaries because you didn't want to hurt those feeling, feelings of that family member. Or, I mean, it was just society then. And then along with everything else in our society, everything's completely gone the other way. Like, and now it's like, um, you're right. It's, it's, we're not being there's no balance there and no, we're not being forced into uncomfortable situations like no you don't have to spend time with your family if you don't want to because you're putting up boundaries but is that really realistic and is that really fair like so I, I i think i don't know if i'm taking this a whole different direction but when you were talking this was my thoughts of like yeah we had to bend the other way but now we're bending completely the opposite way when really there should be times that you're maybe you don't want to it's okay to like be in situations that are make you uncomfortable and not just avoid them because you say you're putting up boundaries that's that's a really that's a really cool point and all i got was like this image of the pendulum like on a on a clock you know and and that's what we do man we we swing one way where we just like we got to go hang out with like uncle bob or whatever and then and then we swing the other way or like no, I'm not going to put myself into any uncomfortable situations ever, 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 ever spring chaser. And then eventually, you know, and this is my hope is that that pendulum kind of like does a balancing act in the middle. That's so weird where... that you said that, Erin, because I was literally moving my hand when I had that, like as a pendulum, when I was talking, I was moving my hand back and forth. And when you said that, I was like, okay, Erin and I just had a, <laughs> we had a moment. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's funny that you said that. But yeah, that's exactly the point I was making is was exactly what you just said. Yeah. And and I think everyone's so easily offended these days, you know, like I know when we were growing up, you know, our, our childhood was the eighties and the nineties. And, um, and I, I mean, 
everyone just seems like such snowflakes these days. You know, it's like you go. <laughs> <laughs> <She said it. laughs> exactly. Am I allowed to say that? You are. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I said that without saying it. So thanks, Erin, for speaking. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was talking about using your voice and me holding back. And you were just like, there you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like if, if, if people don't agree with the self-righteous opinion of another, people start freaking out. And it's like, oh my God, everyone's entitled to their own opinion and they're allowed to be different, you know? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I love, I love that the first step is acknowledgement. I love that um, you just, you gotta be aware, awareness, awareness of what you're doing. Where is it really coming from? You know, are you, how are you feeling about that? You know, and and is there even a tiny, tiny bit of avoidance in there somewhere that you can dig up? Um, yeah. Erin, I would love to know, like, what do you think after, you know, th having this conversation and I don't know, thinking about life moving forward? What do you think your next steps are going to look like? What do you or do you are you still just really unsure? Um, I mean, my husband and I are, are doing retreats, um, physical in residence, like after COVID hooray retreats, um, still. And that's been, that's been rewarding. We just finished one in Greece. Actually, it was a uh, one month. It was amazing. So I think that we'll continue to do retreats and, um, I am, oh, it's funny, actually, I'm just going to say, it. I've been, I've been keeping this one like quite hidden. I'm just about to launch um, my own personal, like either one-to-one -one or one to a small groups of people coaching business. I'm not a massive fan of the word coaching, so maybe mentoring or guiding or something like that. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm working on that behind the scenes. Uh, it's going to be called Impact for Freedom. And it's for people who, who want freedom as their number one, and they also want to make an impact. You know, and, and like Amanda, like what you were saying, so you had, you had Kayla, you had your daughter, um, special needs. And then, and then you're like, okay, I have learned so much expertise on literal experience. Experts should have experience. I want to share this with others. You wanted to make an impact. You wanted to help other moms. Um, and so that's, that's, you know, that's going to be my, my target people who want freedom, but also want to make an impact. Um, so that's, that's my, that's my project at the moment. Well, good luck with that. That's exciting for you. And I love so, it. Oh, sorry. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so Erin, you said you do retreats and you did one for a month in Greece. So I'm, I'm curious, are you attending retreats other people are leading or are you leading that month long retreat for other people? Uh, I'm leading. You're leading. Okay. And so I, I'm, I think this is amazing. Do you do it under the guise of a company name that people, our listeners can refer or look up? I wish I had some more um, professionalism behind it. It's all been word of mouth. I, we don't even have a bloody website yet. Um, so, so no, I think the, the best thing is I can shoot you guys a link um, where somebody could sign up for a mailing list with our news and events. Perfect. And that's all we got at the moment. It's a mailing list. Oh, um, we're, we're in the infancy stages and we haven't like pushed it or rushed it. Um, cause well, the idea have a is lot to build... of connections since being in yeah. the industry for the last 25 years. So yes. Yeah. 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 But I want to, I want to build a foundation of like authenticity, truth. I'm like beating my hands on the floor. Um, honor, integrity, sovereignty, you know, like, so because the foundation is underground, sometimes you can't see it, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, so that's another, that's another thing that we're, that we're doing that I'm excited about. Yeah, I love it. That's exciting. Well, this is great. I am, I'm so excited. Um, our next podcast is going to be, um, about service to self versus service to others. And I love that you have created, taken your entire life and now you're, all about service to others. And, um, and I love that your love and freedom and peace are your foundations for where you're headed and what you're doing today in this world. Um, but I, what I've noticed with Amanda and I um, at the beginning of the year, starting at the beginning of the year, um, is that we have aligned personally in our own lives 
um, but also professionally with the more service to others groups. Um, and they're just coming, they're flowing right into our lives. And it's just beautiful because every single person has a different thing in mind of what that looks like to them and how they can um, help others with whatever skill set, experience, knowledge base that they have, but they all have the same thing in common and that is that passion to help. Um, and so I love it. I love that you have just described to us your service to others and how you are so self-fulfilled by that. Um, and it's just amazing to listen to and to, I'm, I'm going to follow you and I'm going to get your newsletter and I'm going to follow everything you're doing because I know it's going to be beautiful. Oh, thanks you guys. I've really loved talking with you both and I could totally see us like hanging out, having a cup of tea or something. And I hope to connect with you both again super soon. Um, I, I have a feeling this is certainly not the last time we're going to talk. Oh, definitely not. I think there's a trip in Michigan coming soon. <laughs> yes. I was actually thinking a trip to Greece sounded great on a retreat, but I'll do Michigan too. <laughs> That is that is one one reason why you're allowed to chase spring. Like Greece is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it's on my bucket list. I want to go so bad. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Erin. Do you have any like last thoughts or anything? Any message you want to put out in the world that you feel like is important or people should know or or anything that last words you want to say? I think it's just three words, and they'll be eternally true. Follow your heart. Oh. So. Love it. I went to the Abbott Brothers concert last night, and so when you said there's three words, he was like, "What are those three words?" It's I and love and you. <laughs> so when you said three words, it made me think of the Abbott Brothers. Aww. But I love "Follow Your Heart" too. That's pretty, pretty perfect. All right. Well, we. My, well, my three words, guys, just so you know, is heal your shit. <laughs> <laughs> And that's stolen. It's stolen from one of my besties, Cynthia. I'm doing a shout out for Cynthia, but she's going to literally coin that phrase and put it on T-shirts when she moves to Florida in a couple, well, in a couple weeks. Um, but yeah, that is that is the thing. Heal your shit, then follow your heart. And I love, I love it. it. It's and definitely a better bumper sticker. For real, though. <laughs> and for real, though. For real, though, you guys. That's why we we titled it that when we were talking, we said everything you were saying because we wanted it to be authentic and real and like genuine and love and about healing and growth and, you know, all those things, integrity and like being ourselves and natural and not fake. And so and then we just kept coming back to the keeping it real. And Jessica's like, for reals, though. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Aww. So. Well, thank you so much, Erin. And I think this conversation has been amazing. And I think people will definitely relate and understand and connect. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens with your business.